Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Legal Management Talk. Today is the second of two sessions regarding law firm growth. Our guest, Kevin Cash, is Chief Financial Officer at Baker Hostetler and a member of the firm's operating group. As such, one of his main responsibilities is overseeing the firm's financial systems to support business planning and growth. Welcome, Kevin. Thank you. So let's begin with the notion of rational growth. What does that term mean to you? I think rational growth is is reasonable or sensible growth for a specific law firm. It really depends on what that law firm is trying to accomplish. It could be growth in the sheer number of attorneys. It could be growth in competencies or skill sets uh, or, or expertise. It could be geographic growth you know, adding a new office in a new location, or it could be focused on top-line or bottom-line revenue growth. Whatever it is, it really needs to be customized to whatever that specific firm's vision, strategies, and goals are. So to me, rational growth encompasses all of those factors, but it's customized to each individual firm's specific scenario, specific situation. So... What about mergers? Are they the best solution to the type of growth you're describing? Are they just one of the many sort of custom approaches? Not necessarily the only answer. It could be one of many, but it really depends on the strategic growth planned um, that you want to focus on. Specific competencies, um, if you want to pick off one or two key lateral hires, that's that's an opportunity for you. Or you could possibly train and develop somebody or redeploy somebody from within but if you really want to get a large amount of growth, a significant growth, uh, you probably in most cases will have to look for the aforementioned areas. It, it would have to be more done by a merger uh, or a significant combination or bringing in a large group of laterals, not one or two, but a large group of laterals into the firm. So what are some of the key factors to consider when looking for another firm as a merger candidate? I think you start by looking for what your strategic fit would be. Um, you want to make it so that it's it's not just one plus one equals two. It needs to be one plus one is something much greater than two. Um, you want to identify if if that firm has a good cultural fit for you, um, and that really can be defined by a number of things. Um, it could be if it's based upon how the compensation processes work, because compensation actually oftentimes is a key indicator of what the cultural fit or the culture of a firm is and helps you decide whether or not it's a good cultural fit. Um, Looking at, for example, who's the leadership team going to be if you do merge and blend together. Um, But I guess you want to start by saying, you know, why are we doing this or why do we want to do this? There are oftentimes opportunities come up for mergers or or opportunities to to blend two firms together. you probably need to look under the covers and understand why that um, why that firm is is looking to do this. What is what is their um, you know what, what what's in it for them versus what's in it just for you, um, and try to make sure that there is a good fit in in that type of relationship. Um, you want to look at geographic um, if if it makes sense for you to um, expand your personal geography or your your firm's geography. Uh, and, and it may make sense to, you know, for example, let's say we have a national firm and they would need to go international. Um, this could be an opportunity for them to blend with another firm that has operations overseas. Um, 
Once again, it could be a competency issue. You want to grow competencies in a specific practice or discipline, uh, and it could be a client base. You want to expand by bringing in more clients in certain industries or um, handling certain different types of work that that, that firm may be doing. So, um, But it all goes back to that underlying question, why do I want to get into this uh, with this other firm and what's in it for them? So after you've met and decided that there is a potential fit with another firm, what are the next steps? I think the first thing you obviously have to do is look to see if there are any significant conflicts. And I guess I'll I'll put this all under the umbrella of what I'll call due diligence. And one thing I would suggest is this is probably the one area that, in my experience, a lot of firms don't do a wonderful job of is, is really looking at the underlying details. Everybody's rushing to to make the deal happen, and they don't look at you know all the things that are going to play out of this. And and I'll give you a couple of examples. So for example, um, due diligence, looking at it from a financial perspective, you know what receivables and payables are out there. How do they handle um, debt? Uh, a lot of firms have some significant amounts of debts. Other firms have no debt. Do those two firms blend together? Or what's the long-term strategy for a firm like that? What are the capital structures like? One firm has you know, a significant capital structure. Another firm is taking on debt versus capital. Um, so you want to think about that from a financial perspective. Uh, the other thing, tax considerations. Um, depending on how a firm handles certain things from a tax perspective, it could cause significant problems, or not maybe not significant problems, but problems for you after you blend the two firms together in terms of how you handle things from a, ca- a tax perspective. Um, looking at compensation methods, because that's oftentimes a key driver um, in some of these decision processes. Maybe a firm is a, a closed compensation system, another firm is an open compensation system. Bringing those two firms together may be more difficult, or actually it may be an opportunity for one firm or the other to abandon the practice that they're currently in. Um, looking at the partnership agreement, making sure that um, both partnerships understand the legal ramifications for blending each other together, and then thinking longer term, what's the combined firm's partnership agreement going to look like? Um, as I mentioned before, looking at leadership roles, who's going to be the leader of the firm, or is it going to be a co-leader of the firm? How is this going to work in the long term? Um, things as simple as maybe a name change. What's the new firm name going to be? Um, just understanding all of those different pieces and making sure that you're doing the right level of, as I, as I said, due diligence to make sure that you're going in this with both eyes open and you understand what's going to happen here because um, you're bringing two, two sets of, of people together that haven't worked together before and, and making sure all these things fit together and, and trying to understand what the problems are going to be long-term by bringing those two sets of people together that have been used to working in very different ways. Um, so it's, it, it's all part of that, making sure that there is a good fit, um, making sure that you do understand what's going to happen after things come together, and then really working towards bringing those two firms together in the least painful way. So hopefully that, that makes sense. Yes. So do you have any additional advice for a firm contemplating a merger? Um, You mentioned sort of seeing where there was potential for conflict. How do you deal with that? 
you know what the the one thing I, I I notice about these types of things is is people like to rush into these things, and I'd say take your time, make sure it fits. One of the reasons people tend to rush into it is because oftentimes information gets leaked out about a potential merger, and then then it becomes more of a an issue because you have to communicate everything inside each of the two firms to get the right pieces of information in people's hands so they can make a good informed decision. But I would start by saying don't rush into this. Um, don't try to fit the two firms together. Try to bring two firms together that will ultimately become a much bigger, better, stronger firm in the long run. Um, develop a strategy before you go into this. As I mentioned, going through that due diligence process, develop a strategy now that, that will be here's what the firm's going to look like in the future and here's how we're going to get there um, when we do bring the two firms together or you know, bring in a large lateral group, etc. And then also communication. It's really critical. Um, I would say both internal communications, um, they have to happen well, well in advance of information getting leaked out into the media or getting out outside of the two firms. Um, make sure you have a good, solid communication plan and, and that communication plan starts when you start having those conversations. How much do you want to let out um, within the firms until you get to certain milestones um, in the process? And then how much will you release as you continue to go forward? And then ultimately get to the partnership votes and, and bring the two firms together. How much do you want to get out in the media? Because once again, once information is out in the general population, um, it's it's a lot more difficult to control what's being said, and it's a lot more difficult to um, really make sure that your partnership stays informed and doesn't get sidetracked by what's being broadcast out there, which may not necessarily be accurate information. So, um, I guess those are those are some areas that I would suggest are critical to to staying one step ahead of the whole game. Well, that brings us to the end of our podcast. Thank you to our guest, Kevin Cash, for your expertise. Kevin will be speaking about firm growth at ALA's Finance Conference for the Legal C-Suite, May 17th in Nashville, Tennessee. His joint session with Douglas Dorfler and Thomas Clay is called Rational Growth, Are Mergers the Answer? Visit the ALA website at alanet.org for more information. And thank you for joining us.